The Daily Talk Show, episode 615. What's going on, guys? What's happening? Paris Humphrey in the building. Welcome. Oh, and hey we've guys. also we've got Cam on the couch. Yeah, Cam is back. Hello. Cam couch. We've got the full PJ, uh, Jason PJ team in the building. Just about. Almost. Just here for um, emotional support. Yeah, just yeah. here for moral support. No, I get that. Yeah, I needed him like at work a few days ago when I knew that I was going to come in. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you went there the other day, like, Will you come with me? And he was happy to do it. Yeah. yeah I she wanted that. me to wait outside as well before. <laughs> oh, really? <'Cause laughs> just to make sure she got the right place. Well, because, yeah. yeah, you're waiting outside and then Tommy's like, I think um, Cam's coming as well. I'm like, why do you say that? It's like he's downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him from the balcony. I was out on, on the blower and I was like looking down. I was like, uh, that guy in the red hat, I know him. Yeah. That's Cam. Well, you can either have one of two choices. You can pretend like if you're in a cafe, pretend like you didn't see the person that you mm-hmm. know. Or like lean in and go up and say, hello, I've seen you. Mm. You know, I usually don't lean in, but mm-hmm. I always really like people who lean in. Mm-hmm. Those people who it. always say hello, I'm always like, oh, they're the best. And then when it comes to me doing it, I'm like, well, mm. no, haven't seen you, don't know you. So, so does it make you feel nice when someone acknowledges you there? Oh, yeah, but definitely. It's, yeah, okay. No, I think it is. I did it the other day. We had a meeting. Oh, let me guess. It was, was there- a, a Jack Post's. Uh, wife Bianca, she was sitting. That's right. And I just, I felt like such a boss because I just normally I would just be sweating, being like, I've seen someone. This is a nightmare. What do I do? I'm in another meeting, mm. and I was just like, hang on a sec. Hi, Bianca. She's like, oh, hey, Josh. I'm like, I'm just going back to my meeting. <laughs> but it was a nice moment. <laughs> do yeah. you get that panic that even though you really know someone's name, mm-hmm. you're like, I don't know their name, <laughs> even though you know it, you don't want to say it. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I've definitely felt that of late where it's especially like doing the live shows because or even when we um when we came into your office there is a sense of we know everyone do I call Cam Cam or do I call him Franco do I like you got everyone's got two fucking names it's a yeah. nightmare I nearly called you nearly called you uh uh, little little Pete I think I actually <laughs> did in the podcast what is that well cuz L- little P, P- Oh, Lil is, P. is her nickname. Okay. And I yes. called her Little Pete. Um, so you spent some time on uh, doing the regional radio thing. Yeah, I did. I did that for like oh, like two years and it's now about I'm here shelf in Melbourne. Life. <laughs> two yeah. years and if you don't make it after that, you're out. Well, well, that was my experience. Well, that was what I was thinking. So <laughs> that's why I got out of there because I was like, well, obviously this is not the path for me, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I did like I only did about six months in Tamworth and I did it with Super Radio Network. So yeah. that was that's like the Bill Corrales Network. And then I went from there to Toowoomba where I worked for SCA Hit. And um, Tamworth, mm-hmm. they have a big guitar. Yeah. Is it was the-, the station was right across the road. You could see it. That's where Kel worked. Oh, My yeah. mate Kel, he, he's Kel and Wally, they had a show in Tamworth. But they got the music festival. It's meant to be sick. That place has like, what's the population? And then on the weekend of the music festival, it like triples. Yeah, I think it goes from like 20,000 to, to like 160,000 for yeah. the one weekend. It's inc- like that week is sick. It's the rest of the year that's like not so sick. Yeah, ghost town. Yeah. <laughs> but so is it like, um, there's the other plot, like in the US you go to, where did. Uh, did Taylor Swift go to oh, that oh. sort of country, like um, what's it called, Texas, Tennessee? Tennessee. Tennessee. Nashville. Nashville. Nashville, yeah. It's like Tamworth is like the Nashville of Australia. Yeah, that's what everybody says there as well. They say Australia oh, really? is Nashville. Yeah. But it's still in Australia and real mm-hmm. bogan. Mm-hmm. There's something about this sort of American version of it that maybe it's just for Australians. Or it's got for, the novelty factor. Yeah, I'd, yeah. Yeah, when you go over there, it's like oh, it's a bit of like oh, from the movies, you know, the accents yeah. and the. But then in Australia, it's like, yeah, you know, mate, you want to do music? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm guessing you've got a bunch of 
followers that you accumulated while being in Tamworth? Oh, Tamworth was a really, really strange experience because basically when I went there, they just launched a new station. The station was 92.9. Mm-hmm. Then they changed it to 1FM and it was supposed to be like Tamworth's taste, like take on modern music and it was supposed to be this whole new thing. But then it only existed for the six months that I was there and then they rebranded back to the old thing as I left. <laughs> and so no one really listened to the station in that time. Oh, it was really? just a new thing. I mean, I made like... Two or three friends there, and I'm, but yeah. I'm not really sure if anyone was listening. It was, it was called 1FM? Yeah, it was 1FM at the time, but then it changed back to 92.9. It's the old rebrand reversal. Yeah. <laughs> you just you, you double down on it and you're like, oh, fuck, this didn't work. It's, Six months is not long to give something a try, is it? Well, the boss got fired as well. It was a whole yeah. The whole time I was there, it was a really big – basically I got there the week that everything started to go downhill and there was like – big investigations and it was just the craziest experience I've ever had in my, my life as far as radio goes. <laughs> well, <laughs> the story was already on radio today. That's oh, why really? I feel like I can share it because uh-huh. I've already spoken about it. But yeah. it was just an insane time and then this new CD sort of came in and he was great but I only had him for a week because I was already on my way out. I'd already known that I was going to Tamworth. Mm. No, not Tamworth, Toowoomba. Toowoomba, yeah. Now I'm getting them mixed up yeah. but everybody else in my life the does. The double um, Tanya Hennessy was in Toowoomba, I think. Yeah. Ryan John was in Toowoomba. Yep. Is it? I mean, we just we've had the whole Toowoomba. <laughs> we've had the whole Toowoomba on our show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maddie Acton was in Toowoomba as well. Got to get him on the show. Yeah, but good. yeah, Tanya and Ryan both had the same co-host that I had when I was there. So a guy called Hamish, he has been the host of the hit network, I guess up there, the hit brand, um, for twenty years. Oh, so wow. forever. And he's sort of had every person who's gone through there has shared. He mm. actually just resigned this week. Oh, what's so, he doing now? Um, he's going to go and work for the turf club there. What's like a turf club? What, what is a turf club? It? Yeah, what is that? It's like the club with the horses. Turf club. Yeah, it's a, it's a big thing. Toowoomba's very like it's got the most millionaires per capita or something for really? Australia. It's very like upper class regional, I guess. So really? things like the turf club are taken quite seriously there. Yeah. Like is the golf the, club. Is and, the guitar um, solid or is it? Um, is there anything in the guitar? In Tamworth? Yeah. Uh, it, it is plastic because I gave it a knock. Okay. That's what's, where 1FM was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like paper mache. Really? It's like what's well, hard paper mache. Mm. It's um, it's Fat Fridays today. It is. And so we were actually, we I, I called Jace and he didn't answer and then he called me back and said, what the fuck do you want? Um, <laughs> Stop calling said, me. Yeah. And I, uh, I said, what should we have for Fat Fridays with Paris? And he mentioned that you have a thing for McDonald's cheeseburgers but there's and one small caveat. Yeah, no meat. Yeah, no meat. No meat. Are you a vego? <laughs> yeah, I am a vego. I'm okay. a dirty vego. A dirty. There's nothing dirty about a vego. Uh, Unless I mean, you don't wear deodorant as well. No, I also wear deodorant. <laughs> or, or you just you have dirt on you and yeah. you're vegetarian. Or dirty you, vego. I could imagine a lot of there's probably correlation between vegos and the people that use the crystals as deodorant. Have you ever used crystals? <laughs> no, I've not used crystals. I did try the natural thing for a while. It does not work. As what, in just natural, no deodorant? The, no, the natural deodorant. Like mm-hmm. it's sort of like it's Mr. more like Pitts a lip is balm. Good. I like Mr. Pitts. Are you using that still, Seb? Yeah, but I'm getting irritation. That's actually, I actually oh, found another one near – well, actually on my mate Andre found it, but I'm going to move to that next. What is it called? can't remember. It's got a, it's got a purple label on the top of it. it smells like mm-hmm. lavender. It's probably made of lavender. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably natural. Um, and <laughs> so anyway, let's, for Fat Fridays, let's do Maccas. Yeah. So, I mean, 
you still pay full price for a cheeseburger? No, you get a discount. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I don't know exactly how much it is, but you do get money off. I think mm. it's like a dollar or something. And so if you, have you sort of been in a scenario where, we, where you're with friends and they're getting Maccas and, you, and they're like, okay, Paris, what do you want? And you're like a cheeseburger without the meat. And they're like, what? Sorry, what? Yeah, I, I guess, but I, I don't fear their judgment. How long have you been a vego? Are you a game changers vego? Well, so I was like a vegan like five years ago and I did that for two years and then I moved up to the snow and I did a season. There was a chef there and basically they were like, we only cater to vegos and meat eaters, not vegans. So then I went vego around then and I've just been that way ever since. That's that's still good. When you're in the snow, were you you working? Were you doing radio there? Yeah, no, I was a lifty. Oh, cool. I was, yeah, I was fully into it. I'd never done radio at that point. Mm-hmm. So that was like right yeah. out of high school. It was like six months. Went to the snow and then um, I came back and I started working in a surf shop and doing community radio and stuff like that. You know, a lifty once uh, threw a snowball at my face. Really? Can't I don't know open? if he went meant to do it to my face, but he meant Probably. to get me. And it made my nose bleed <gasps> and it was just pouring into the snow. <laughs> oh. It was That's almost horrifying. like it was good because it's like, you know, look what you've done. You've idiot just yeah. bleeding just all over i can imagine like, you really i was, I was very annoyed anyway i want to try this um this cheeseburger combo. no meat i haven't mm. eaten meat from macca's the ch- i've eaten chicken i think a nugget or something but i haven't eaten the beef in over a year i've tried it like if you just eliminate the beef you don't end up usually eating from mcdonald's yeah you end up opting for something else but you put the fries in it as a replacement yeah because jace was also saying that hungry jacks have a new burger but that's got bacon. It doesn't have the meat, but it's got chips and bacon. Yeah, it's got cheesy sauce and bacon in it with chips and just the bun. And then recently in New Zealand, like this week, they launched just chips in a bun and that's it. Nothing they, on it. They, wow. Sevs, can you go down to the garage and get one of the boxes of the one of our clients that we're working with? I want to show Paris this oh, yeah. product. Um, also, can you give Cam uh, my debit card? Cam, you yeah. are the king of uh, going out and getting food. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I can do that. Do you know where Macca's is from here? Because we're we're literally 40, probably 50 50 metres. 50 metres. Just down the road. Uh, It sounds like he's been there before. (laughs) So what do we want? So um, I'm not going, I'm I'm doing what Paris is doing. Am I taking orders or are we uh, just getting whatever you? I I think uh, you don't have to get orders, but just I think get get three of the the cheeseburgers without the... uh, the, the meat, good bit. no meat. <laughs> the meat. Three cheeseburgers with no and meat. Then can you just bring uh, a, two large chips? Yep. And then uh, one cheeseburger with meat for me, please. And if you want anything, get an ask ninety-seven. Do you, no you want worries. anything else? No, I'm no fine. Nuggets, thank you. Is this no, water for me? Yeah, this it is, is for you. Yeah, yeah. 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 So did you get that order? You got order. Yep, please got repeat it. the order. Um, I need to feel safe. The the order is four <laughs> cheeseburgers, three of them with no meat, and two large fries. Great. That's and it. then you, are you going to get anything? Uh, I might grab a cheeseburger as well. Yeah, and can idea. you bring the receipt back, tax tax writer? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, mate. Thank you. All Do right. you keep all your those. own receipts throughout the yeah. year? Well, so what we have a process. If you mm-hmm. want to know, I can tell you. Yeah, go it's on. It's pretty yeah. boring I otherwise. I do because I don't. Yeah, okay, but I don't okay. keep my receipts. No, the trick is. To the company stuff. The mm-hmm. trick is just take a photo of it and upload it onto a Google Drive or something. <gasps> like if that's the bare minimum, right? Yeah. And then throw the receipt out. Then mm-hmm. you just have a digital copy. Mm-hmm. If worse comes to worse and they audit you, you can upload all of these images into a program that will scan the text mm-hmm. and you could type in McDonald's and it would pop up the receipts that have McDonald's listed in them. So that's just if you needed to go that far. It's called OCR. Wow. OCR. Yeah, so check this out. This is um, Delicious plant-based chicken. Really? 
Have you ever? Have you tried it? Yes, it's do really you good. Like it? What oh, do you yeah. think? Well, it's, it's a, not. It doesn't have soy. Um, even though I've seen mm. game changers, like soy, I just don't. Uh, scares me a little bit. One hundred percent vegan, GMO free, soy free. So the thing is, you get like the patties from the supermarket. They've got shit in them because they're already like they're wet. They're ready to be eaten. This is like a, a dry product. Look at it. Oh, almost looks like noodles. Oh my god! Mm. And it so, looks like. Nutritional yeast. Yeah, well, it's what's it, what's in it? It's like mung bean and wheat cool. and protein. Anyway, you add some water and some oil. Uh, you can have this. Yeah, really? you can have it because I think you. I think you would appreciate it. So I'll fry them up and tell you what I think. Yes. One thing I want to ask okay. you though is, thank you. Why are vegetarians always seeking out products that are meat you or like they You don't have to hold it. Yeah, the whole no, you need to hold it. The whole. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's really. Oh my god. She's okay. under the. No. All right. I'll tell you exactly why, actually, because I love meat. Like, it tastes so good. It's nice. It's in everything. But I don't want to eat other animals. So yes. it's like when you turn veggie, heaps of people are like this. They still love, like, they still love meat. It's mm. just the animals that they're like, oh, I don't want to eat you anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you can stay alive and I'll just get something similar. It's getting really good now as well. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that is the thing. It's like it, it's getting to a point where it's if you have the option – in the moment of a patty that isn't meat, you may as well go the thing that's not yeah. meat. Like it, 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 we know the benefits for the world. Have you had the Beyond Burger? We in the yeah. states we did. Is oh. that the is Beyond the US one? Yeah. What's the Australian one called? Um, they call it, I think, just the Beyond Meat oh, no, Burger. Sorry. in grilled and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Beyond it's Australia, beyond impossible, impossible in America. Though, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you've tried it. What did you think? Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing was I farted a lot. So I went vego <laughs> for a month, mm-hmm. very gassy. I was eating a lot of like black beans and stuff. That's normal though. When I went vegan, everyone told me like after everything I eat, I'm going to be bloated, like mm-hmm. look pregnant and I did. Mm-hmm. Like after every single yeah. meal for probably the first three months. Yeah. And then I sort of got used to it. But yeah, that's so what do you eat in it? What's the day on the plate for oh. Paris? <laughs> this week, my day on a plate has been like I made this amazing pasta bake, like the best thing you've ever seen in your life from scratch. And I've been eating it like every day oh, for lunch and dinner, which is sort of shame because I shouldn't be having that many carbs. But <laughs> that's fine. Usually, just like oh, I have like toast or a cheese toasty every day at work just because it's free and it's there. Yeah. What do you mean it's free and it's there? So it's, it's, a, radi- the it's a radio station. It's, a free- it's an absolute trap, those joints. Yeah. It's almost like a virgin lounge. Is it got like <laughs> yeah. a setup for yeah. toasties? It's a treasure trove of cereals and toast and toast condiments. What do you call that? Like Nutella. Carb station. Stuff. Yeah, basically. So I have that every morning. Why are carbs it's- always free? How often cheap? is like? Is it cheap? You never see mm-hmm. like boiled eggs for free. You, you eat? Do you eat eggs? Yeah, yeah. Some people just want to see the world burn. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a big cheese eater? Yeah, I like cheese. I'm like a cheese girl, but I'm not much of a milk person. Like I don't mm. buy milk. I'm a soy milk type yeah. of girl, even okay. though soy scares you. Almond milk. Yeah, almond. I don't mind. Yeah. Chocolate soy milk though. It's on a different level. Chocolate soy you like milk. That's actually on my day on a plate. I have a glass of chocolate milk every night before I go to bed. <laughs> really? So, yeah. Indulgent but lovely. Yeah. I I used to have. I used to get that. But for some, but I think there's a there's a part of me that thought it was healthy. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was like, oh, it's the healthy chocolate milk. That's but what I tell no, myself. There's still sugar in it. Is there? Can um, you find out how much sugar is in chocolate soy milk? Is Seb's? there? Um, have you had the new Magnums? Yes, they're so good. They taste normal. So good is also the soy brand. <laughs> slightly confusing. It also is. Yes, but they're not. The yeah, Magnums yeah. aren't so so. Yeah. But, uh, can't even talk. But they're good. They're good. You can okay. trust me on that. 
And um, so you have the big pasta thing. So you're eating yeah. pasta then? Pasta and then I love some raspberries. I eat raspberries every day or blueberries delicious, because yeah. someone told me once that it would be good for my brain cells and I was uh-huh. like, I trust you. So I've done it every day since. And um, that's about it. I think with the brekkie schedule you don't mm-hmm. eat as much but when you do eat it's like mm. normally quite carby. Yeah. What time do you get into the office? Uh, recently we've been doing a later start, like 4.45, but the I'd say like the average is probably about 4.30. Um, it's still very early. Mm. Yeah. How far do you have to come to go to work? Six minutes. I like literally just have to rip up the road to get to the station here. Like, mm. So that's no worries because when I was an announcer in regionals, we got there at 3.30. So it was Jeez, what were you doing? Well, my co-host just had a way of doing it. He'd done mm. it for 20 years and he was like, 3.30, that's arrival time. That's when we do our yeah. pre-show stuff. It doesn't take that long to look through news.com.au, does it? No, read the regional paper. And so, yeah, well. What would you do? It does. Well, just all the show prep because you still have the same amount of breaks and I guess the standard is still quite high in regionals. I think there's this like sort of misconception mm-hmm. like, oh, you can just go out and do whatever you yeah. like and that's what everyone talks about, why it's so fun doing regionals. But it's really not the case because your content director's only got one or two shows to take care of and mm-hmm. that's yours so you're out there and mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're still on you about it even if you're not necessarily being surveyed but also you want to get out of there too. So you're always thinking like you never know when someone's listening or who, like what show you're going to get air checked on. So I think you still have to worry about your content and well, yeah. try and do something different each day. I put, we were pushing it at the end to 5, 5.30 or like 5.20. Trying to get that Carl yeah. Sanderland's schedule oh. of yeah, mate, just rocking, rocking in, in, in a gown. Or just <laughs> quarter Look, past or something. I used to sleep in all the time though in regionals. Really? Here I never do, but oh, I like would you, always you... just sleep through my alarms. Not, oh, no. not through the show, but okay, I would okay. always get there. Like I'd say once every three weeks there'd be a morning where it would be five to six and I'd just yeah. get in at the last second and be like, I'm so sorry. I mean, it's ra- working in radio is a job that produces quite a bit of cortisol. It's like the stress hormone, like waking, like worried about not waking up. So that it's it's the early morning, right? Because mm-hmm. when you're there, it's all fun. Like a lot of it's fun and you've got a great team that you work with, so it's even more fun. Yeah. Um, but there is a stress about – just having a life where you are getting up within the 4 a.m. 4 a.m. hour. It's bullshit. Oh, yeah. Yucky. What time were you uh, <laughs> going to bed? Oh, back then or now? Back both. Then. I want to hear So both. back then I was probably uh, basically the same as now. So I'm like a daytime napper and I'll have mm-hmm. like three hours during the day. So that's Gee, sleep, that's not a, really that's a nap. A that's a sleep. I'll have a sleep and then I'll Jeez. wake what back time? up. What time? Um, have you napped already today? No, I haven't. But usually it is from about like 2.30 to 5.30 okay. around. So you should be in sleep right now. Yeah, I could go to sleep okay. right now on that lounge right yeah. there. I could just mm. snuggle up. But no, around then I have like a three-hour nap, sometimes shorter, sometimes longer. It mm-hmm. just depends. And then I'll wake back up, have my dinner, like chat to people, ring mum and dad because they still live back in Adelaide mm-hmm. and have a chat with the family and then go back to sleep really. And obviously I'll do a bit of work in there as well in that like little pocket of time that I'm up. So, yeah, I wake up about 5.30 and then I end up fully asleep by 10.30. What about um, going from being on air to going behind the scenes? There's sort of the cliche around everyone who works behind the scenes <laughs> is is yearning to be behind the mic. What was the... Oh, well, that's just what we got. That's, just, that's yeah. what we, we were We were the doing. classic. Yeah, that was us. Uh, <laughs> what's the recalibration in thinking about content when it's for someone else? Oh, it's it was definitely the right thing for me to do because just... 
it's hard to explain, but I guess being behind the mic was awesome, but I think that it sort of crushed my soul a little bit. I like, I'm too young for it. I don't have the stories. I'm not, I just wasn't meant to be there and I knew it. I've got the skills of, I can actually talk into a mic and have a bit of a Mm -hmm. chat, but I knew from six months in that I was not meant to be behind the mic. And all I was thinking about is I've got sort of good ideas for myself, but I've got way better ideas for other people. Like when I look at other people's shows, I think, oh, this would fit well there and I get to know their show really well and I could just tell that I didn't have that same passion for my own show and it's probably Mm. because I was craving a team Mm. and that's what you get in a capital city and obviously I wasn't about to wake up and be on like Metro Breakfast but I could work my way into producing and being behind the scenes and getting that team that I was craving and Mm. making content in that way. Yeah. Yeah, just when it was for myself and I was doing – on air stuff, I just I had nothing. Cam I was has running out. Spent twenty one dollars and ninety cents at Macca's. At oh, this I'm excited, oh, actually. Yeah, yeah, I need to get that. You don't get, get, get a notification. Phone. No, I don't get the notification of what I've spent through ComBank for the business account. Yeah, I do every time. Ah, it's interesting. Anyway, um, you know what it is though. Uh, I didn't have that mindset coming out of radio and going into a produce uh, online content producer, mm-hmm. and I probably don't think you did either. Yeah, no. You probably thought like me. These these ideas would be much better if I fucking did them. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the only thing missing here is it's me. me. <laughs> see, that's my favourite part is that I can come up with the idea and then Jason, PJ and the rest of the team can go, yep, yeah, we love that, let's run with it. And then once I've done all the prep work, it's theirs to make something of and if it doesn't go well, it could be my fault because it was prepped badly. Nah, but nah, it's nah, it's Jason's, sorry, Jason. <laughs> I mean, chances are it's probably going to be because maybe they haven't taken it the way they wanted to. And so I love that I can be like, here's a good idea, do as you please with it, rather than being like, here's a good idea, well, now it's up to me to, to do it. What was uh, your favourite break ever when you were on air and what was the biggest bomb oh, you ever had? My favourite break ever was probably... It was in Toowoomba and I did like a bit of a prank on my co-host. I basically, he did a cover of a Dean Lewis song and it was disgusting. Like it was so bad. And so I was building this up for weeks as well. I was planting the seeds. I was like, I've got a really big interview coming up, but you can't be in on it. It's just going to be a one-on-one and then we'll play it back on the show the next day. And he was like, not happy about it at all. He's like, oh, you're leaving me out of this big thing. And I was like, trust me, it's got to be just me. So and was I, that on air that you were talking? Like yeah, this? yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I was just, just dropping little seeds but also off air so that he actually believed it. And then it got to this interview and I just had someone who was actually friends with Dean Lewis do a really good impression of him. I played him the song and I had him get really upset about it that <laughs> someone had tarnished his emotional ballad and he really had to speak to management so they had to cut off the interview. And then By I the played way, that. Who's Dean Lewis's mate that's just doing a bit of impersonation do you know stuff on the side? <laughs> He's in the recce show that I was yeah, on. Yeah. yeah, so he did it for me. And That's so um, funny. yeah, I just played it back to him on air, but in the context of I asked the boss if I should play this, and he did say yes. So I'm a little bit nervous because I know you're going to be mad, but I'm going to play it anyway because it's just, it's rough and it'll be funny if I play it. And then he, like, it was the only thing I really did that he really fully believed. And I could just tell that he was so horrified that it had happened and, yeah, I loved it. That was probably, <laughs> yeah, probably was my it, number one break. Do you think people loved it too or yeah. is this getting getting at your co-host? I think, no, nah, other people loved it because it was where we got the most feedback for something we did without asking for it, oh, like right. from mm. from the audience they loved it. But also 
they surprised me with Bindi Owen at my old work as well. Oh, so that was, great. yeah, that was good. We interviewed her and then I was like, I want to be your best friend. And then they took me to Australia Zoo and she was like, hey, I'm here. It's Bindi yeah. Owen. She like hung out with me and it was the best thing ever. <laughs> the one regret I have is um, uh, one of my co-hosts, a friend of mine, uh, had some relations with one night. Saucy. What do you mean? But you had sex with your co-host? No, one of my friends. Oh, oh your friend. That would be I said the word one of my friends. Mm-hmm. Did you get what he was saying? No, yeah. I misinterpreted yeah. that. One of as my well. friends, so one of my co-hosts, my co-host, <laughs> <laughs> one of my go. friends had some sexual relations with one night, and does that not make sense? No, one of my a friends mate of mine bowed my co-host. With, yeah. Is that better? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, fuck. I had to put it in bogan speak. I was trying to be <laughs> sensitive, um, but I told a friend of mine uh, who's a radio producer, and he's like, "Oh, dude, you have to." Um, Record not with the not oh, no. going out, but you have to record the conversation where you ask her about it. <laughs> where oh, you yeah. just sort of, hey, so uh, I heard, you know, I never did it because I was like, oh, this is, it's for one, she would have fucking blown up, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Like if she thought it was going out, which probably would have been the content as well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm annoyed that I didn't do that. That's what my one regret. I think, no, I'm happy you didn't. I mean, <laughs> I mean the <laughs> thing is, the, the thing is, it's like, the situations you put yourself in on radio, like doing something like that, it is emo- like you're trying to sort of uh, increase emotions. Like there's a chance that guy, your co-host, the uh, you know, f- actually gets pissed yeah. and's really annoyed at you. But then that's the gold too. Oh, yeah. That, well, that <laughs> was the gold in the break because he went on air to me, just looked at me with this disappointed look and said, well, what did we learn from that, Paris? And I knew that his next line was going to be, you shouldn't do interviews yourself. And I just said that that wasn't really Dean Lewis. And that was when he was like, oh, but his face, I've never seen anything like it. Not yeah. even from my parents. He was just, well, he was livid. But he was also older than my parents, so it makes sense. Okay. <laughs> so that's why I felt that, like, parent vibe. It's very stern, like he was going to tell me off. Uh, out of the two of I, who sort of puts off the dad vibe? Out of you. Yeah, yeah, out of those two of us. I'm using my hands to just The thing is, I know you're a dad, but I think that you've got a dad vibe. (laughs) (laughs) I get that. What is it? You've got just like like a kind, caring energy about you, but like in a dad way. Oh, good. I think that's good. Like I trust you to hold my child if I had one. Oh, I like that. You actually (laughs) shouldn't. That's the fucked up bit about it. Really? Would you throw it on the ground? He's made made my son cry (gasps) so many times. I enter into create sort of a creative mode. (laughs) Yeah. So I like to go with their emotions. I like to work out how can we we work on this. So I was – he was roaring like a lion. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I roared like a lion, but apparently I roared too loud. And so he yeah. was in tears from you that. You roared then, way too loud, buddy. But then he was also, he wanted to watch Cat Boy. <laughs> what did Josh oh. do to you? That's a scared cry as well. It's not just like, oh, I'm crying for fun. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's. Poor buddy. Uh, yeah, but these, I love learning experiences. That's something that's like really important to me. And so I think that. I'm constantly, like the other day uh, when he was in, he was talking about um, he wants to watch Catboy now. Mm-hmm. And we said, no, you, you can watch Catboy tomorrow. He said, no, I don't want tomorrow. I said, okay, would you prefer never or tomorrow? <gasps> 
And he didn't know we've got Cam coming up. Well done, Cam. Cam is back in the building. Thanks, buddy. I hope you did the Insta stories of you walking, yeah. like doing that. You didn't, did you? No. Okay, so we got uh, it here. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> a, go back to the mic so you can talk, so we can yeah, get you yeah. on. Oh, these chips are hot. If Wow, they're like severely hot. Oh, oh this is great. They're toasty. Uh, okay. How was that? How was any, uh, any people out and about at the Maccas? Um, yep, yep, people out and about as yeah. always, but no one really interested. You're okay Sorry, though. Any <laughs> flinch when you said cheeseburger, no, mate? I used the touch screen. I didn't actually. Oh, oh coward. You are an coward. absolute coward. <laughs> Is it because you were ashamed of my favourite order? <laughs> Any opportunity not to talk to people. That feels very sort of light. Pathetic. Yeah. Well, usually they put a little thing on there if there's no meat. Okay, no, that's no meat though. It's because there's no, so that many. That feels enough. pathetic as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you want pathetic. a pathetic? It's just in its infant stages. It doesn't <laughs> have you been to the US? Have you mean it's an unfinished US? burger? No, before. never. So at the, in the US, in and out have a vegetarian burger. That but, feels like a killer. But the <laughs> which one should I try first? I should You've try got the to try chip. This yeah, one, yeah. yeah. So does in, anyone want a cheesy? Yeah. Okay. yeah, that was Cam's. Yeah, there we go. Oh, that's going to be it. okay. Nah, it stayed right, together. Thank you. Now, right. the thing that makes these good usually mm-hmm. is you need to have enough tomato sauce. Like it needs to be a little wet in there. Should we have said? No, you can't say extra though because they don't know what they're doing. It's overboard. Really? Yeah. They can't just oh, – they, they'll go do, overboard. When you ask for extra, it's too they're much. Too much. Okay. I worked at Macca's for two and a half years. So. Stop, Which one? Stop bragging. Um, Macca's Mount Barker in South Australia. Oh, yeah. Is that like a um, – A good Macca's. Country town? Like is that out, um, out of the city? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's out of the way. city but it's like a rural city, I guess. There's okay. like enough people there. It's where I went to high school as well, so – um, you know, I'd be in the drive-thru and the hot year 11s would How'd, come through the drive-thru. D- does, um, How do, do you we think feel about the black bits? By the yeah, way. black bits are okay, it's but fine, if baby. you want to break them off. I'm just, I've heard that they, can you look up? That it's stuff? probably skin. No, no, but no. I, I don't black bits He's and got potatoes a cause. Cause what, mate? You eat sugar every day. What are you worried about? <laughs> Take the risk. <laughs> Live a this little. Guy, I have lollies once. And this <laughs> what? Is shit what? <laughs> in, like one one week. Okay, uh, and I was a part of buying this, so, yeah. All right. Wow, so I'm putting chips in too. Is this what I'm meant to do? Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. I'm worried about your quantity there, but if that's where you feel feel comfortable. Too many or not enough? Too many, too many. Look at, see, look at mine. Okay. I've just gone for one layer. Okay. Yeah, no, that's normal. I piled them on. Okay, so what we're eating right now is potato, bread and cheese and some sauce and... Pickle. There's a pickle. Veggies. <laughs> no, it is really good. All right, cheers. Okay. Cheers, cheers buddy. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Are okay, you going to eat into the mic like yeah, ASMR? Yeah, mm. I mean, it's sugar bread, isn't it? Those okay. black spots, they're Man. actually pockets of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have had it. Pockets of excess sugar. Mm. <laughs> really? Yeah. On a potato from Yeah, Macca's. so when the potato is fried, they darken. Quicker than the rest of the potato. Yeah, sugar burns. Yeah. Like sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, far out. I like it. I mean, you're not getting a great deal more with the meat in it. Eh? Like, really, the flavour there is still like the ketchup and the the pickle and the sweetness of the bun is doing all of mm-hmm. the work. Like mm-hmm. it's getting you. It's getting you stimulated. Mm-hmm. Senses. Mm. Anyway, you missed out. No, Did you so get a normal <laughs> one, Cam? Yeah, I got a normal one. Mm. How is it? It's as good as always. Do you feel regretful that you haven't taken a leap of faith? I have actually tried, well, t- 
been telling myself that I want to try to eat less meat. So, yes, I do wish I got that. I've heard that from you before, I think. Dude, you can still take it out. Mason, put the gun down. He doesn't have to eat it. (laughs) I can make mine a double. The... um, so for you, for veget- being a vegetarian, funny? is it about the animals? Like are you worrying, wanting yeah, to? Yeah, it's about the animals but also like at the beginning I was like I haven't even seen Game Changers. I know that everybody else has but I was into all of the other documentaries that were out back then and watching all the videos of YouTubers because that was really popular when I stopped eating meat like five years ago. It was like the thing to be a vegan online. And um, Just online, not in real life. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it was a bit shame in real life, but, you yeah. know, it was like all the, all the influencers were doing it. And so I felt really strongly and passionately about animals and about the environment, but now I've done it so long that I've sort of lost that part of it. I still care about it, but I'm not as passionate and I just don't do it because I can't imagine going back. Mm. Do you reckon there's more vegos in Adelaide? Mm. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it is Melbourne. So about like, like Durian Rider guy or yeah. the banana chick. Yeah, yeah. So they are <laughs> part Adelaideans. of this big. Yeah. yeah, and they love bike riding and park runs as well. My mum has done some park runs with them. But really? yeah, yes and no. Did you get into cycling? No. No, I wasn't. No. Did you ever eat more than five bananas in a day? Yes. How, How many, many bananas have you eaten in a day? Oh, like I could never do the extreme high carb, low fat, which is eaten. what that's from. But I, I've done like ten. And the, but then you'd also eat butter. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, at the time I wasn't eating butter, but I mean yeah. now I totally would. Ten and so bananas, ten bananas geez. in a day. Is that in a smoothie or? Yeah, smoothie for me. But I, like the high carb, low fat thing is just that you can eat apparently, as they say, as many fruits mm-hmm. as you like. So and they say to do it in abundance. So have you done that before? No. No, no. I just like I was never into that side of it. Mm. I was just having like a lot of avo on toast. Banana smoothies and like, oh, I'm really carby, but garlic bread as well because garlic a lot of garlic good. breads, a lot of garlic breads are vegan and like vegan pasta and yeah, yeah, wasn't get, great for me. Do you get big <laughs> into the YouTube scene? Do you watch YouTubers? Yeah, I love it. Who, who are you Absolutely watching at the moment? It. At the moment, I'm watching like David Dobrik because everybody oh, yeah. does, and I'm watching a lot of like professional tattoo artists react, but I used to be really into the creators themselves and oh, yeah. I, like, I could have listed off like 30 people off the top of my head that I was watching a List lot. List five, like who, do, who did you used to like? Well, like before I got here, I was watching Shane Dawson. Oh, so yeah. I love oh, him. Yeah. There's like a chick called Mia Soros at the moment. She's good. She's like my age and makes mm-hmm. some like funny type of content. Um, who else? I can't even off the top of my head name funny. the ones I'm watching at the moment. I'm watching uh, Lucy Moon. She's You've a, been watching it for years. Yeah, you? yeah, and Lucy Fink. Uh, Lucy Fink is, is the one you're thinking yeah. of. I'm into YouTube drama as well. What? Oh, yeah, as in, just all, like, oh, as rap in battles and shit. Oh, as in the culture, the drama within the culture, mm-hmm. like yeah. the YouTube. As in, like the so YouTuber. there's a YouTuber called Onision from years ago, and he's just got a lot of drama around him. And I've never really consumed his content, but I love all the other videos that other people have made about how terrible he is. Mm. I know that's the worst. What's his problem? What's he done? Oh, he's a bit of a criminal. He's done some like dirty crim action and just like not gotten in trouble for it and he's been a bit of a creep online, I guess. And so God, there's people, some weirdos. Yeah, there's a lot of like exposing Onision videos oh, and I watch those. Have you seen that girl who like lied about her age? Apparently she's like she was 12 but she was saying she was 13. Danielle Conn, she yeah. started on Musical.ly. Yeah. Yes, I have seen her. I, I went yeah. down... 
a horrendous rabbit hole the did other you, weekend. Did you feel dirty after? Yeah. That's well, how I felt. Because it's just like this young girl who's extru- overly sexualized. Mm. But then. Hang on, what? She, she was lying that she was an eight, one year older than she was? Yeah. So what's the what's the real big deal about well, that? Well, I guess like when you're 12, you're not even a teen. You're a preteen versus 13. I guess Who's complaining not- about it though? Older guys, if I could, this is disgusting. She's well, I think so. I thought she was thirteen. I think like, her dad. Well, that's what I don't get. Look it up, service. What's her name? Danielle Con. I spent half my early life saying I was older than I was. You know, like it's one of the things you want yeah. to be older when you're younger, but then you're old and then you're like, I want so to be young. She's got like really long fake nails, mm. and she. Um, but the weird thing is, US radio. I think that they've hit this point. Like, I don't know whether it's always been this way, but Australian radio is way cooler than US. Like, American radio, you've got these, like, music jocks and they're, like, trying to be, like, you can see this weird status shift where this musically person comes into the studio and they're, like, they're thinking that this is going to be their big break, (laughs) that they're talking. It's, like, the weirdest thing. Yeah, I like, yeah, the whole Danielle Con thing and that part of the internet. It doesn't entertain me, but it fascinates me. Mm. And if I do, I regularly fall down YouTube holes. And so for your job, being a producer, mm-hmm. what do you do you think this helps? Like looking at being abreast of YouTube drama? Is this Josh is on to his second? <laughs> I, I would say that it works at a disadvantage to me, but in the moment I like to tell myself I'm getting educated mm-hmm. on pop culture. If anybody asks me about any of this, I'll know what to tell them right away. Mm. But I know that's not the case. It's probably too fringe. Yeah, it's it's way too fringe. Not at all relevant to the audience of Jason PJ, who I work for now. But also, it's just taking up my brain space that could be filled with things that are appropriate for the show that I'm choosing not to consume at that time. I mean, you got to have what you like. you got to do what you yeah. like. I, I mean, you gravitate. You can only do so much consuming of shit that isn't actually your interest. Yeah. And so what's some weird shit that you've picked up this week from just being in the radio zeitgeist? Oh, from just like the – Obviously a lot of Holden facts you would learn oh, about. Oh, yeah, but what a are, ton of Holden facts. What else have we really talked about this week that's been like – Big and I've learned about. I mean, oh, well, I, I was trying even... to get a fly. Then is that what you? It does look weird. <laughs> you can't you do see that. it on the camera, so it's like because not even a fly. You're just, just looking weird. <laughs> Cam, what else have you? What have you guys been talking about and learning? He's looking over show see, notes. I've got this thing yeah, where I'm just, I'll pull up the run sheet and I'll let you know. After the sh- <laughs> after the show, it's like that show's disposed of in my mind. And even really? if I've done all this research and made like ten info sheets on something and explained it twenty different times, as soon as that show's over, it's out of my mind unless it's some like carry on like story arc type mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah, I'm very much the same. Yeah, and it's it's because as well in the environment that Cam and I are in, it just is moving so fast. One show's over and. Jason PJ are ready to move on to the next thing as well. And so it's just you have to dispose of that because you've got to be thinking of a replacement for it immediately, basically. Well, a new day, new news, new things are happening. Mm. So yeah, yeah it's exactly. A, un- unless it's a big thing like the Holden mm. closing down. Mm. Which is they're doing a um, Holden thing. They've done a Holden thing this whole week mm. and a Holden hot lap today. I actually uh, I had a website called Melbourne Geek. It was a blog. It, it was a thirst trap website. Yeah, no, it was just me uh, <laughs> talking like about it. talking about tech, <laughs> babe. And I you would have got hot. And it and was um, no, 2012. I started it, and um, it sort of fizzled out. And I stopped posting on it in like mm. from probably 2014. Anyway, in 2016, 
I got a email from Holden. And they said, hey, Josh, like, I would love you to do something for Melbourne Geek uh, on your blog for Holden. Uh, how would you feel about us giving you a car and um, we'll organise a bunch of things for you to do? And I wrote back and I said, hey, guys, like, no one's looked <laughs> at Melbourne Geek in three years. And the marketing person's like, oh, that doesn't matter. Like, you can just post it to your socials or whatever. My socials had probably a 1,000 followers. I was like, oh, okay. Maybe this is why they were copying <laughs> yeah, down. No, it's a, Their marketing girls yeah. sleeping on the job. <laughs> and so I ended up, they organised for us, for my girlfriend and I, Brie took off work and we went to the Yarra Valley but they'd organised a wine tour <laughs> and so we're, dri- we're driving and then we get like we weren't uh, drinkers. We, we wouldn't really drink but we're like, oh, let's, let's give, it a, give it a go, lean into it. It was fucked because like we'd gotten the car to a vineyard and then we had something to drink and we were fucking tipsy and we couldn't move. We couldn't leave the... Did you sleep in the car? No, we ended oh. up sleeping in the... Vi- we actually started walking and I said to Brie, I'm like, I don't think we can, we can drive for a bit. And so then we just took a nap on the vineyard, like just randomly amongst sort of the grapes. <laughs> it was very strange. Nude, you nude, right? But then that was also the trip where I, um, I crashed a drone, which was oh, an absolute yeah, That was nightmare. expensive. For yeah, yeah. I would grand. probably sleep in a yeah. vineyard if I <laughs> yeah. just crashed, crashed a drone yeah. as well. And, so, and they got the dumbest, like, did, did you remember that video? Did you ever see it? Yeah, I think you showed me, yeah. It's it a great just, video. But it was made no sense for Holden <laughs> because they, didn't, they never explained what the features were of the Astra. Like I was meant to be Melbourne geek. But they didn't tell me they had lane assist and shit. And so the whole time I'm like, why the fuck is the light blinking? <laughs> anyway, we don't know. It was actually like assisting me when I was driving. had no idea. Mm-hmm. But I think that could be why Holden's fucked. I also think that could be why. Because if it happened to you, yeah. I mean, how many how times many influences? I mean, What happens to all the – because a lot of influencers have Holdens. I guess it could they be through, just give them back. It could be through dealerships, right? And so dealerships are actually – does that mean there's no Holden dealerships? You'd know about this. Yeah, so What's going on? the way that things are working is you can buy a Holden for the next year and a half or oh, so. Lucky. I think it's till the end of 2021. Okay. And so the dealerships are staying as is for most of that time and from what we've spoken because they've said that people who work there can't actually do any media. But the people that we've spoken to have said that yeah. that's happening but there's people who are going to be working for Holden for the next 10 years because – there's oh. warranties on cars yeah. that last that long that they've still got to fulfil. So in the factories and stuff like that, although they won't be making new cars, there's still going to be space for people who are following through on those warranties and fixing them and doing all that fun stuff. I was talking to someone today uh, about cars, Mercedes, and how Mercedes and a bunch of other brands do this. They use other brands' engines in their car. And so there's a bunch of Mercedes that have like a Renault engine in it. That's like the Mercedes Ute. I think it's like fifty nine nine ninety or something. I saw it on a billboard drive away, and I was like, "That's cheap," but it's because they're using like a Nissan or something mm. motor inside of it. Exactly. Yuck. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I would never do that. No, but the point. The point. No, the, the point is, it's you're paying for a German car and getting an Asian. Do you guys engine. really fucking care? Do you actually I, I care? get the point of Do you well, care, Paris? Well, I, it's like it, you, it's sort of like a poser car, isn't it? Because it's not the car, it's just a little mate, shell. It's a, it's a German shell with an Asian yeah. engine. Yeah. Both reliable German yeah. engines and Asian engines. No. Well, is it, I remember as a kid getting a, I wanted to get this big camera uh, in, in the news gathering. It's called ENG, Electronic News Gathering. It's the big shoulder oh, yeah, cameras. Yeah, yeah. And what, they'd, what Panasonic had done. Your back was, would have gone very yeah, early days. But they actually took an ENG body of a camera and just put a shit camcorder in it. Oh, no. 
And so I nearly bought that. Like it had like, yeah. Anyway, it's a shit story. Well, you, yeah, you're paying. You expect. It's it's uh, it's dishonest, to be honest. Yeah, no, I th- but uh, it's interesting around the car It's a stuff. bit like getting a cheeseburger with no, <laughs> with yeah, no, no engine in it. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, no, that's- it's, it's dishonest. <laughs> the, um, the one thing about radio, I guess, is you have to talk about shit you don't necessarily care about. Mm-hmm. Do you Especially ha- as a host. Do you have a way of making it tolerable to yourself? Well, see, when I was an announcer, the worst part and the best part is that you don't have a producer, so you're sort of picking what you're talking about anyway. As you guys would know, like you can sort of just only pick the stories that you do somewhat care about. But, I mean, we have those discussions pre-show as well. It's like this is really relevant to our audience, but maybe Jason PJ don't necessarily feel passionate about it. So mm-hmm. how can we mm-hmm. find a way to make that a place that they want to speak from and how can they find a way to make this entertaining? But I guess it just it's it's different for every single story. But for me when I was an announcer, if I couldn't, offer something new to the story, then I just wouldn't talk about it. Like it just wasn't worth it. Even if, say, this Holden thing, that's likely something that unless my co-host at my previous work was like, I really want to talk about Holden, I'd just say, nah, stuff it. I'm let not going to talk about ten it. Ten songs in a row. No, just let, you, let, you let the news do the work. Well, like, I just, yeah, I just put something else in, you know. If it, like I'd talk about it and share. Just good banter about the yeah. um, Mercedes Ute, how much bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it just, if like in radio school, my radio school teacher guy, Sean Craig Murphy, was like, if you can't offer something new to a story or a unique perspective, then you really have to think about why you're talking about it. And I guess if I thought that it was going to be really shit because I didn't know anything about it, then I just I wouldn't go for it. But then it's different when you're in the metros and you have to be you're providing more of a service to your listeners mm. as well. Well, I think people sniff it out, right? It's like the yeah. bullshit filter of like – but you can do it in a way. I think Jace does it really well if there's like oh, – yeah. Talking about stuff, even the Holden stuff, doing the angle of the eBay exactly. side of things. So, so it's yeah, like, oh yeah, well, we don't, stuff. yeah, we don't understand this culture, but we can look at it from this perspective rather than yeah. trying to be in like pretending like you care. And you then know? you can still have fun. So that it's just then about how do we approach it? You yeah. could almost talk about anything with with the right angle, mm-hmm. and you find the angle that uh, the relates angle. to you. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, the team, like, the Jason PJ team is so good at doing that because, like the Holden story, they brought it in, they're like, where can we go with this? And then we'll sit around with, like, six of us around a table pre-show and they always find a way to have that unique thing. So, like, yeah, the merch thing was one idea, but the others were like, oh, can we go to a Holden factory? Can we talk to this person? Can we talk to someone who's raced for them? And it just, yeah, they always find something that fits the story, but it is just, like, throwing out like 20 ideas and finding that one that you're like, yeah, that suits the show, that works. What do you think the future of radio is? Grim. I don't, <laughs> I, don't th- I love radio for sure, but this is another reason why I was keen to sort of step away from announcing because I looked at like how radio is right now and the landscape and I thought, all right, I'm 21 years old. It's going to take me probably another six to eight years to get to a capital city station in the scheme of like the timeline of most announcers. That's sort of how things go. They move around and climb their way up and you sort of have to be around a certain age as well. And I just thought, where do I fit into the radio landscape in that amount of time? And my answer was really nowhere. I don't know what's going to happen to radio in like four years. Right now it's awesome. But I just think that with the way that digital media is going and podcasting and how listeners can have a curated experience that suits them, I wonder 
what radio will do, but it's always going to have a place. Jason PJ is a great example because their show is awesome. They're awesome on the radio, but their digital side, the podcast is just as successful. It's Mm. got a ton of listeners and I think that you need to be strong there to be strong over here in radio, whereas before just radio was enough and I think that the future is just going to obviously get more and more networked. As soon as places have the opportunity to not be local, they'll they'll drop it. Networks will no matter what they say. They're like, oh, we've got to stay local. But if they got that phone call that was like, from today you don't need to have a local breakfast show to meet compliance, Mm -hmm. I would be very interested to see if there would be any brekkie radio shows that are localised. I don't believe there would be because you could make so much money compared to what they're making and cut a lot of costs if that compliance was taken away. And the day will come as well for that, I think. But who knows, really? I don't know what I'm talking about. What, um, <laughs> the, Sounds like you do. Yeah, it does. It actually really does. You said compliance. <laughs> yeah, I, you had me at compliance. Well, the compli- what is the compliance bit in regard? I don't like, ask details. Well, you could, they've you know, got they might not. So there's a certain amount of local content? Yeah, to maintain a radio licence, they need to provide three hours, I think, of localised content. So to yeah, have that frequency and have your FM licence, you need to be providing local content. So that's why you'll see every SCA regional market has a breakfast show with a certain amount of local content. And if it doesn't, but they're holding a um, holding a frequency in a market, they'll have a workday person who'll make content for that area. So for example, my previous show, it was South Queensland. So we were across, I think like five different markets, but our breakfast show was for all of them and our work days were split across the different markets yeah, to yeah. stay compliant and they would make, yeah, specific localised content to and those smaller markets within. And then there's music, how much Aussie music's being played yeah. on the station. Yeah, that's like your APRA sort of stuff. So my weirdly enough, my first radio job, I was an announcer but also a music programmer. So I had to do all of that stuff mm, as multi- well. Multitasking. Um, I was terrible at it. As a producer, what... What is the task? So, like, I think um, people might have an idea of what a radio producer does and then there's some producers that have a lot more admin. It's admin heavy. Yeah. You know, what What do you actually do? I think it just depends on the show. I'm lucky in my case that we share the admin side of producing across all three of us. So there's myself, I'm the producer, and then there's Jane who's also a producer and then Alex who's our EP and we all sort of do a little tiny bit of admin but – a normal day in producing, it's basically if I'm going from before a show, we're getting in there at 4.45 and by then we should already have two or three solid ideas that could make the show. We should be rocking up to work with that from the night before. How do you um, curate those for, um, from, for you personally? Just the news basically but also Jason Peter are awesome at sending over personals and mm-hmm. stuff the night before and so – and a good idea might just be they've sent over a personal but one of us has an extension on that or a way that we can stitch up the other co-host and incorporate that maybe even into a benchmark. So if they send over those personals as well, it's a mix of the news and personals and with the nature of our show, maybe even something that's happened in my life that could be relevant to on air. And then so I'm going in with those ideas, 4.45 to like 5.30 is like I'm setting up the studio but also like just getting – today's news and seeing what can we, like who can we get on from the news this morning and overnight and what's happening globally, I suppose. What's setting up the studio? Is that like wiping down the, t- like is it as simple oh, as cleaning shit um, or what is it? I just do like I set up all of the mic packs and like put the studio to air. Because you guys have lapel mics and stuff, right? Yeah. so That's like, very unique. I don't know if there's many other shows doing that. Yeah, I think 
I don't. Is that for the videos? It is. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's for like the guys run around a lot. So if they're out in the producers area or something, mm-hmm. and they're not on mic, then at least we can grab the audio of something funny. And so are they is that recording into? It goes into a logger somewhere on our network. So I'll mm-hmm. probably only use it once a week, but mm-hmm. I can grab anything from any time on those oh, on those lapels. Yeah, so I set those up, which is like simple. You're just chucking batteries in and putting it on the desk. But then putting the studio to air and like logging everything in and just getting everything completely ready so that when the guys walk in, I can even put a little like highlighter and pen on the desk, make it perfect so that as soon as they walk in, they're just ready to go. Right, so. uh, let's get some quirks out about Jace or PJ. I know Kyle Sanderlands doesn't like his um, – he doesn't like the staple being stapled – uh, on an angle, mm. I think it is. Has or to it's have it straight. Has to have it straight. Yeah, Jace is just he's <laughs> he likes his a highlighter and a pen every single day. And on the, on the studio setup list, there's a dot point that says one square of blue tack on the top right corner of the left hand monitor, and it's so that he can like slap piece of paper onto it. That's good. That's, that's it. Yeah, handy, but, handy, Jace. So you have a checklist. To- yeah, well, I did when I started. Now it's it's a five-minute job, so mm-hmm. I just go in there and do it and I don't have to think about it. But when I first started, I would always miss something without fail, even if I thought that I'd checked it over 30 times, would sit down ready for the show and then I'd just hear from Jace, hey, Dal, you've just you've, you've not done this one thing. But, you know, I'm getting a bit better now. I've been there for a while. Um, how many emails are you sending a day? Um, I'm so lucky. So my producing role, I work more on the in-show content mm-hmm. and now I can hear that I was like a bit off mic before. Was no, it, no, is you're that okay? fine. No, you're fine. Okay, cool. Um, like my, <laughs> my part of producing is like I work on story arcs and I work mm-hmm. with our VIPs and like creative content within the show. Jane's side of stuff, she does creative content as well, but she sends the emails. So she's mm-hmm. like sending the emails to the celeb guests and she's in touch with managers and stuff like that. What I'm doing though every night is about, well, like I'd say probably 30 text messages and maybe seven phone calls because I have to prep our like VIP listeners for what's coming up that week and if we want their help with anything. Like we won't even necessarily get them on, but just keeping that relationship with them because we've got about 200 and that's like a big part of my job is being like, tomorrow we're talking about this. Can you ever think if you've got any stories? And then, um, you know, I I can send out, there's been times like 50 text messages and I'll get three responses and then I have to prep those three people. But then Mm -hmm. other times 20 text messages and 10 responses. So that's like a big part of my day as well is just getting in touch with them and making sure that they're all ready to go. There's an element of um, removing emotion from being, producer I feel like I remember having to like when you're doing your own show mm. it's no producer you're literally calling some grog and be like mate it's fucking 6 30 a.m you're like mate can you help me yeah and I just I think about that now it feel it makes me feel gross mm-hmm. thinking of disturbing someone in the early hours I still feel really bad about that so that's why I don't do it in the mornings I get it all prepped the night before and if they do last minute, they're like, hey, can you get a VIP for this? Or can you see if someone can talk about this? It always is that heart drop moment where I'm like, oh, I feel so bad. But I have just had to get used to getting rid of that third person guilt and just removing myself from it. Because like when people call in and they sound loud in the background, we're like, hey, can you pull over? Yeah. And if you pull yeah. over, we can get you through on air. And usually they're on a highway or on their way to work and they go, yeah, I'll pull over. But like two in three times they don't get to air and I have to shamefully be like, hey, I'm so sorry that you didn't make it through, but I'll send you a random prize, which is usually like a sticker or something, but I do always feel really bad. Yeah. 
I mean, it's just random prize. Random prize. I think lead with the sticker because if I heard that I was getting a random prize and got a sticker, I'd be. Well, sometimes it's pretty stuff random. in there though. Like you I reckon, wanna... say a sticker, and then if anything else comes, it's it's a bonus. Sticker pack. Yeah. You always um, what is it? Uh, under promise, over deliver. Well, sometimes there's like tickets for stuff oh, in that's there. Your, what's, and what's the best prize you've merch. ever given someone? Oh, like ever. Of all time or just like random pricing? Because random pricing, I don't know. I just press a button and then like oh, really? it comes out of like an actual basically bucket. Is that all data? <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. It is all data. data. But that actually yeah. is the true essence of a random prize. Yeah, you just. Yeah. So, and it's I definitely thought, not all data's fault. Like getting no, shit prize is not all actually, data's fault. It's randomising it. <laughs> yeah. I, I do love all data. It's easy. Package it up, send it to kids. Yeah. Right now. Go, yeah. go, go. Well, There's you, a credit. credit you don't line. have to get people's details. You only have to get their mobile number. Yeah. No names, nothing. Just does it all itself. When Keeg saw that we were on Jason PJ, he was like, do you guys do any filming as well? <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you excited about for, for the rest of 2020? Um, for the rest of this year, I guess, because I've only been with Jason PJ for like four months or so since I left announcing and stuff like that. I'm just excited to actually get good at my job. I feel like I'm okay at it, but I just want to be better and really cement myself in that team. It's mm-hmm. the best team, but I think you you do have to really place yourself in there and make yourself seem like someone who if like they ever decided drop of the hat, which I can't imagine this at all, they've just resigned for the next mm-hmm. two years. So they'll, they will be there for the next three. But if they were like, we're going to New Zealand in my head, I want them to think of me as someone who they'd take with them. And mm-hmm. so I guess that's what I'm looking forward to for the next year is just making myself that person and not being on air, to be honest. So how do you do that? How do I, I, just a big thing about the team is just availability 24 Mm seven. So just being reliable and just, if you say yes to doing something, actually doing it and not being scared to say, no, it's not going to work out because you think things, you know how sometimes people ask you to do things and you hope Mm -hmm. it just goes away. It doesn't go away. (laughs) So you've got to be like reliable in that way, but, and just, make content that makes the board as well in the yeah. morning and not just bringing shit stuff up every morning. In some ways it feels like these old school qualities that are getting lost. Do you think it's overstated younger generation, the younger generation aren't willing to put in the work and things like that? Yeah, I do. I guess like when I first started out, I was going in to hit 107 brekkie for free every morning for six months and they didn't invite me to come back in. I went in once and I, like, got to know Amos on that team really well and he helped me sort of keep going in there but I just insisted I need to be in there every day. And what I was doing was I was doing the breakfast show. I was sitting in and produce, producing. I was, like, you know, trying to help out. And then I was working a full day and then, Back at night time I was doing like my comedy stuff and at one point I was sleeping in my car to make it back early enough in the morning because I lived an hour and a half away. So I'd be up so late working on like comedy and normal work that I had to get in. So when I people message me and they're like, hey, like I really want to do that, like your job or do announcing because that's just what happens in radio. Everyone wants to like get a bit of advice from someone who does what they want to do. Um and I say, oh, you probably have to work for free or you probably have to move 17 hours away from your family to Tamworth. Mm-hmm. That's not what people want to hear. And sometimes the response from people my age is like, oh, no, nah, well, I've got a friend who works at Hit Gold Coast and they know the boss at Sydney and so I'm going to get help that way instead and then you never hear from them again. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that it doesn't mean that's all young people or mm-hmm. that's all people in radio who are my age by any means, but I... I do find that when people ask me for help and my answer is, well, I sort of like was a shit kicker for like a good year and for 
yeah, I was doing nothing really. I was just showing up and begging for a job. I think that people go, but I don't want to do that part mm. of it. I just want to skip to that next part that you got to go to. But and not everyone's willing to move to a no. random state or no, country yeah. town. And honestly, it's like really hard, but it, there's those people it works out for as well. Like I, I wouldn't say it didn't work out for me because I've landed exactly where I want to be, but there's people who, you know, they go out there and uh, Jess Faccioni, for example, you go out to Shepparton and then you end up on the Newcastle Brecky show and you've got it made and you just have to take that risk that it might not work, but it might also work hmm. really well for you. Do you switch off? Yeah. How yeah. do you switch off? Three hours a day, mate. It's a full sleep in the Chucky milk as well. So I, my disadvantage probably is, is that I've heard a million times from a million awesome radio people, I never switch off. The content brain is always on, yeah. but... I'm, I have to make a conscious effort to switch my content brain on it. So mm-hmm. I'm not on 24-7. As she, said, as she has a T-shirt that says no days off. Yeah, well, <laughs> I still rock up. It doesn't mean that no the tick off. is on yeah, though. Okay, yeah, but, yeah, for, for me, I am not naturally a hard worker at, at all. Every single day is a conscious effort to be like to work hard and be part of the show and that's like not a bad thing but I am conscious of that. I keep in my head like, well, like, don't let yourself slip because once I start, it's re- very easy for me to start sleeping seven hours a day after work and just showing up <laughs> like, sorry, didn't do any prep last night. So, yeah. Sevs, that's why you need a car and a so license can, so you can sleep nah, in it. mate, we've got a mattress downstairs. Happy for you to just yeah. um, have long work days. You're yeah. not allowed to legally sleep here, but yeah. long work long days work are good. Days, yeah. right. There's a big one. But you can sleep outside. Do you live far away? Nah, like tw- half an hour on the bus. Oh, That's a long well, time. Are you, are you busing every day? Yeah, yeah. Yikes. Mm. Any rough. any any tips to Mr. Ninety Sevs from a produ- one producer to another? Um, find a good show to work on first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Good luck. No, not, <laughs> yeah. not yeah, come really. on, yeah, leave now. See what happens. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. I'd say we don't my, need you, <laughs> my number one tip is like, you know, when you're in a producer position and you know that you've done something. Or like you've said an idea and then 20 minutes later somebody else on the team says it, just be okay with keeping your mouth shut and letting it slide instead of being like, oh, yeah, that was my He's idea. trying to steal all my ideas. <laughs> all the time. Or like when they're like, oh, you should have done this earlier and you know you did it earlier, I just go, okay, I should have done it earlier. Be, Even the, pun- if, be the punching bag. Yeah, basically. <laughs> just be okay with it and just let things slide. How's it uh, working with Cam? How, how, how do you guys oh, go? Franco and I get along really well because we go to gigs together. Really? We're buddies. How do you find it working with me, Cam? Yeah, yeah, great. I um, I don't really need to work as closely with anyone on the team as, as some of, like, obviously all the producers work really tight together. So Sounds like I'm you're doing no admin. For, <laughs> no admin. I'm, I'm just kind of there for the banter and I go on, go off and do my own videos <laughs> Love and it. then go home. Yeah, but you, you sit in the airlock with us. so but you Yeah, can, exactly. I'll talk shit with you guys. He's got but fancy headphones, noise cancelling. Very but nice headphones, yeah. But fancy ones. What are they? They're the Bose 700s. They're new. Oh, the yeah. 700. Oh, yeah. They're really I'll, fancy. I rock the Q35s. Oh, nice. Do you notice a little bit of um, your wired... Like he connected with the cable? No, no, I'm Bluetooth. Is the Bluetooth a bit annoying in regards to the latency? I used to edit with AirPods, so I'm used to it. <laughs> You're like 97. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just trying There's to cut late. to a beat. <laughs> Just like. There's latency? Yeah, so if you. Not AirPods. Yeah, AirPods. Yeah, if you play, yeah, you'll see that like the mouths are slightly out of sync. I think like the programs I edit with, I use Adobe and it kind of makes up for it. Like oh, I'll, that's hit, good. I'll hit space to play and it'll wait a second just so it can catch up before it actually starts playing. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, great. 
Yeah, it seems like you guys have a great team. Oh, yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Like You couldn't ask for a better team. And that's why like everybody was stoked when we knew that the guys had signed on for another two years because it just means another two years to get. Like literally when they told the team in the studio, everyone started chanting like, Three more years because <laughs> it was it was about the team, but it, like about the show, but mm. also just that the team gets to hang out more. Did you get nervous? Because when I heard it in the podcast, I was like, oh, I reckon PJ must be fucking. She's gonna ice the end from New Zealand. I thought that she was going to the yeah. farm to live yeah. with BJ, her boyfriend. Yeah. I was like, that's it. She, she's always been earthly. I was like, in those ten seconds, I was saying in my head, she's always been connected with yeah. nature. It makes sense, you know. She belongs back yeah. there. I was trying to justify it, and then well, Jay they set were just it up joking. as well because he said, you know, it's effects. You know, it's big yeah. news for PJ. Yeah, but yeah. I thought um, her crystals had run out of battery. <laughs> oh, it like we obviously all had a feeling that an announcement either way was coming, whether they were going to stay or not, you know, what was going to happen because mm. the future was always going to be uncertain. That's just radio. If something's not signed, you don't know what's happening. But, you know, I'm really relieved that they signed on. And also working on their show, I was thinking the other day, I don't know how I'd go producing another show. Mm. And like I don't, I can't imagine it because it's so different, the way we do it's so different, the team's so different, like I don't know what I'd do. I mean just I what is it, it what does that spot over there look like? <laughs> Looking back to it, I mean Sam's Where ninety seven is. Like on the actual yeah. seat or next to <laughs> 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 complete replacement. Who's who's ninety seven? <laughs> um uh, do you speak about us like this? Uh, how ha- He doesn't speak to anyone. Yeah, to who? Yeah, he spent all of his time. I guess side hustles are non-existent. I remember being in uh, when I was in radio, I tried to get shit off the ground and I was just fucking exhausted oh, yeah. every. Oh, exactly. Like, is, is side hustles really annoying when you hear that? Well, yeah, and I used just to start a podcast. I, used to, you know? I hear that all the time. Or like, I used to do um, stand-up comedy, and for a while, I was like making these videos, and they were going really well. But like, you just run out of steam, I guess. And for some people, it's like. Their creative brain is this bottomless pit of beautiful ideas, but I feel like I've almost got a limit of like 15 a day, like 15 ideas, and I want all 15 of those to go to the show. Imagine if one morning I came in and I was like, oh, I've got no ideas. I've had a really bad prep night, but then they log on to my Facebook and I've uploaded a video on there and I've got a new podcast app out. I mean, that's shocking. That happened happened to me at SEA when I was, I remember, um, I got pulled aside because I was posting the best content to my personal social yeah. accounts on yeah. Instagram. They're like, you know how like uh, uh, Byron got smashed in the face with a cake and you know, Jules is laughing. It's like that would have been great for the FIFA and Jules Instagram oh, account. Oh, that's outrageous. <laughs> but I put it on mine. <laughs> that's outrageous. Did you Just know? Building. Did you, like, you no, think I about thought, everything. No, when when uh, the social media person came to me and I was like, They've lost the plot. They don't fucking get it. It's just, yeah, but uh, I was obviously a little bit delusional. No, I mean, you're getting paid to do the job. You, mm-hmm. They need your focus. Yeah. It makes total sense. Yeah. But I think the point is there isn't much time. Yeah. When you work on a show Definitely. at a, at a market dedicate. like Melbourne, you got it. Like I do two like classes a week. They go for an hour and then maybe on the weekend I've got two hours where I'm not free. But we talk so often on the show that I've got to say, hey, you're not going to hear from me for the next two hours because I know that if I don't say anything by the end of it, people will start to worry. Like Who's you, fa- Who facilitates those convos? Is it from Jason PJ? Is it from Alex? Is well, it who, we've who, got like so WhatsApp many group chats. But it's we've got one group chat with the producer team. So it's mm-hmm. like Alex, myself, Jane, Jace and PJ and that's like we'll all facilitate those convos. It could be me, Jane, whoever, if we've got an idea, we'll send it at any time. And then we've got a separate one with just PJ, a separate one with just Jace. And so 
they, yeah, they're pretty much 24-7 combos. Mm-hmm. Some days they'll be more quiet, but definitely over the weekends and at night time before, so every day, yeah, you've got to be ready, yeah. <laughs> ready mm-hmm. to go. It's just, um, yeah, it's just the nature of it. But you, like, you wouldn't do the job if you didn't want to do it really, would you? You wouldn't be yeah. like, oh, I'm going to go produce on a Melbourne brekkie show, but don't contact me after 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be around on the weekends. I could get I mean, what this. about it? Sevs. Sevs, I mean, Sevs is always messaging me on the weekend. Mm. I feel like you could get right into a group message with just like constantly. Yeah, and but you don't like group messages. I'd, yeah, I did correct. So it would probably just have to be personal. You don't like group. Well, I don't like them just when it, especially organising shit, it pisses me off. What? Well, just especially like we're trying to organise some night, cl- like going night clubbing. Let's not go there again. Yeah, it was annoying. You offended uh, Gemma too yeah, much. I, but one thing um, uh, we want to start to do with having comedians on is we want to do, you know, like Rove back in the day, like they would do um, like a stand-up bit or like yeah. the, the late night they shows. they do a bit of like a monologue. Yeah, um, but not even the monologue when they have the comedian, like you have a comedian on who will do a bit. Like, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like a bit of a. Um, Pretty sure yeah. that's a monologue. Well, it is a monologue, but you know but how like the late monologue. night, there's the yeah. late night monologue where it's like Jay Leno and they've got oh, the big cards. Yeah, 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 what about the Comes media? Could we want to? I'd love to be able to test out a comedian doing a bit. How would you feel now that I know that you've done some stand up? Would you be able to do like a little bit so we can see how it feels in the show? (laughs) One of of my bits. I've done stand up since I like started announcing, really. But perfect. um, Here we go. So it's been a while. But it's no, it's awkward. That's it would be awkward. I can do it. Okay, yeah, we should. But I can't. No, I can't do it. I don't know about it. Uh, This is the worst part about ever doing comedy is that people say, "Can you do a joke?" It's like obviously not. I'm not saying a joke. I'm not saying. Joe, I want you to do a bit. <laughs> it's different to What's say. It? Like a, like a bit just, of a bit. What, what, so like what, Seinfeld, ever caught the train? <laughs> like, no. what, did, um, what did you, what was your comedy about? Like what did you, I personal just, stories or? Yeah, personal stories. I was like just about being, my sort of brand was just like, I'm a young teen girl because I was like 18 <laughs> and 17 at the time. Have you ever seen Becky Lucas do comedy? Do you know no. who she is? Oh, Becky Lucas, yes. Yeah, she's a really cool Aussie comic. I was very inspired by her style of comedy. She did the gala, she did the gala yeah. recently. Reaction. Yeah. Cam's giving a reaction and because of his He's temperament. Laughing. Cam, do you think it's a bad idea? I can't tell it's why. It's a bad idea for a person that doesn't identify as a comedian anymore. And the thing we, is I'm not that funny. That's why I've gone behind the scenes. I think, I think stand-up is a lot about context. Like when yeah. you're in a dark room with an audience and it's very hard to kind of tune into like I'm, I'm not a comedian either, no, but I no. hear a lot about like comedians saying you can't just like ask them to tell you a joke mm. on the spot. Yeah, so I how, mean it's, it's a real dad it? move. Should we bring so a crowd in here and tell us a joke? I was going to zoom out and get uh, Paris to stand up for it. We don't have to do that. <laughs> Should we all sit on the couch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so we think it's a bad idea. The only thing that I can recommend is that maybe you go to the shows of these comics that you love and secretly record some of it and play it back. But, but so you don't think that we could do a comedy no, bit? No, I think it has to. It's context. It's we finish the show. Uh, there's a bit, there's a corner and they stand up. It's a different shot. Mm-hmm. It's then so quiet and you stand. walk in. It's not, uh-huh. hey, let's have a conversation about, how, you know, your role as a producer. Now do a bit. Maybe yeah. you need a vessel for their comedy. So it's not as simple as just being like, hey, get up in the corner and do a bit of comedy. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need 
a thing that all like comics improv. do. Are you, but, yeah. are you, we could do some improv. I'm not, I'm not an improv guy. No, I'm do, saying the real comedians, not me. I can't read the room. Cam's face, I don't know what he's saying. No, I'm pretty sure he's read the room. I'm also just really My body language has changed. I'm curious about what her comedy is like. I've never seen it. Yeah, have you got video of it? Yeah, I've got no, we're not playing the vid. No, okay. Um, no, but I want to see the vid. Can we can do we... like a tiny? We'll put it. Can we put it at the end of the show? Yeah, yeah thank That'd you. That'd be cool. Yeah. Have you got it on your phone? Like, is yeah, it I've on got YouTube it. or? It's in my Instagram it... archive. Isn't that like you're cool. saying you don't want people to, like you don't you don't feel comfortable doing a bit? I feel like the pressure of playing comedy out from your phone whilst you watch people respond isn't that worse? No, because the people there laughed. I don't need to yeah, laugh. Okay. So it was like, oh, it made well, sense. It, yeah. You're wrong. So, but no improv. We don't want to do improv either. Or no, no. Well, I mean, like, no. What about no. if Cam was involved in the improv? <laughs> if oh, you guys want to try some improv, I'll try it. My nose are coming from a place of this will not be good. But okay. I'm not saying uh, this no. show. I mean, look, listen to it. I think we can. Is do it going to be a team improv? Think, yeah. it's not so, Sebs, okay. you set the scene. You give us all characters, and then we go. Oh my god, this is good. All right. I think. I think. Make sure. Uh, no, no, don't try and micromanage. Well, Who's Phoebe? Phoebe. <laughs> My character. Make, yeah. Yeah, make sure Phoebe, the character, <laughs> has to carry the bulk of it. Okay. Because oh. okay. then, then it gives so you a platform to shine. To Phoebe. No, no. But it can Who's, be. Who have we been talking to that's Phoebe? Phoebe from PGA. I was just oh, that's right. It. Yeah. Okay, great. So. Location? Location. Sort of like a comedy club, comedy store. Oh, okay. This is great. He's just going to get Phoebe to do a bit. (laughs) We're the audience. (laughs) (laughs) This is a stitcher. Don't do that. Okay, okay. who's Cam? Hang on. Yeah, you're in it. I'll go through it. Paris, you're the ticket salesperson. Okay. Okay. Josh, you're the comedian. (laughs) Tommy, you're a diehard fan of Josh's. And. Cam, stitch up, absolute stitch up. And Cam, you hate Josh's comedy. Okay. Why am I here? <laughs> and so no one has rocked up. So Paris, you have to explain to Josh why no one has rocked up to his gig. And Tommy, you're trying to support Josh. And then Cam, you well, just you don't, have to don't do the whole dialogue. This for is us. too no, much. This, but that's setting the scene. So I think it's more than the scene. You've written the script. Comedian, mega fan, not mega fan. Ticket sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Got yeah. it. Okay. Uh, hey Phoebe, how how uh, have we gone? We've sold a few tickets, but my concern is the weather. But, but it's, it's raining a lot. It's indoors. Yeah, but you know the walk from the tram stop. I to, didn't. Yeah, yeah. To here? Hello. Why are they knocking on the door? We're at a venue and the door's open. Come right in. I didn't want to interrupt Josh. Mate, good to see you. Uh, hello, um, James, isn't it? How did you know that? Oh, I think you uh, you're at the last six gigs, mate. Uh, Phoebe, that, oh, I love that. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just selling tickets, and I've noticed you've come here mm. with your partner, who doesn't seem very keen to be here. Who's playing tonight? Uh, Cam, I told you it was Josh. Oh, did I Josh. forget to tell you, mate? Sorry, yeah, it's oh, Josh. That Josh, right, yeah. mate? He's right hey, here. Cam, how hey, are you? Hey, good, good to see you. If you don't know who's, I know I'm just a ticket girl, and I'm probably overstepping, but if you don't know the act. Why are you here? I'm just here with my mate. I didn't realise we were coming to a comedy store. Adam, was it? <laughs> was it Adam? <laughs> I can't remember what call you called him. James? James. James. Called no, me James. Was, no, it was James. And so, sorry, I'm just speaking to Phoebe. We've got some issues with the trams. Are the trams running? Mm, yeah, no. 
No. They're not running. Cam, they're not running. He's great. They're he's not a good running. Comedian. And so the walk from the stop that the tram would have come from is far too long. Mm-hmm. And so the tram full of your fans could not make it here. However, I have heard that comedy is best enjoyed in an intimate experience. And so this is actually a good thing for you. Listen, Dal. I think there should probably be I've a few more people here. I've sold a lot of tickets here. in my life. I've sold a lot of tickets. I've seen a lot of shows. I don't think this makes sense for Andy to be here at the moment <laughs> while I'm talking. He hey, called me Andy. Um, my Andy. name's James. Hey, it's James. Hey, Dal, <laughs> let me tell you a few things about comedy. I've been doing comedy for over 25 years. Dal. All right, Dad. <laughs> It's not funny? You don't like that, Josh? Well. Uh, And why have you called me up four minutes before the show to tell me that there's no tram, it's raining, and there's only three fucking people coming? There's actually only two, mate. Sorry, it's just me and Cam. Well. I actually might go, guys. (laughs) Mason, you can I've call. I feel like this is seen, but yeah. if you're wondering why I didn't call you earlier, yes. it's because the trams are only just cancelled, and it's actually really not nice that you've. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my, Cam. I think I'm saying what you're saying. It's actually really not nice that you've yelled at me. Dale. When all I'm trying to do is my job. I think you need to find a new I business. Really- to work in because ticket sales aren't for you, Dad. My dad owns this comedy club, and I'm just here trying to help him out. And you've I'll yelled at me John. in front I'll of your biggest fan. I'll speak to fucking John about it. I'll speak Are to you John even because a fan of him anymore. Uh, I don't like the way he speaks to women, to be honest. Cam, Andy, <laughs> go fuck John. yourselves. I want James. your dad. You're a woman hater. You're a woman hater. You're not allowed here. Cancelled. This is a feminist club, and the show is cancelled. The show is cancelled. You may leave, Cam. And that scene was called. That scene was called cancelled. Yeah, John. John. Yeah, yeah, it's your fucking daughter. Yeah, uh, insane, insane. There we go. Cancel. So, what do we think? Was that worth the time? <laughs> Can't get it back. That's for sure. That's the one thing we know. Yeah. Any feedback? Um, I mean, Sebs, you were. Few minutes down. I think it was. You was gave the Josh the starring role. Like you gave him the role of this. Like and did comedian. I fuck it? Sorry, no, but I had a crying scene in that. Yeah, I thought that, that I was, that was the key role. That was very that was good. Great. But sometimes it's about being silent, you know, and allowing the stars to. <laughs> but in <Sorry>. saying that, <laughs> I, I, Josh seemed like the star because he got the role of the comedian, which is the star. Did I talk to him? But he could have. He could have. He could have elevated your star, and made it a bit. You brighter. think that the woman hater was the star of the? No, the, the comedian being, you know, the the celeb or the person up on the stage. I, two people are there to see him, not you. So the water. That's a very low status <laughs> move. <laughs> I think I got it. it would I be, do it this would, quite often, actually. <laughs> believe it or not. It would have been great if Cam, you sort of, you know, jumped if I was on a bit more involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Flying. Your comedic timing was great, though. Yeah, it was. Oh, thank you very much. And Appreciate it. Let's all do improv together. Yeah, I think that. Like, I would love to do improv. Seriously. Me too, but only because I've got an, like an illusion that if I did improv, I'd be really good at it, and then I'd go to New York and I'd go to UCB Comedy, and Amy Poehler would be like, "Write me a show," and then Definitely. I get to write her a show, and then Pete Davison would be like, "I'm moving on from SNL," and they'd be like, "Come right on!" Like, that's why I want to do improv. But if that think- didn't happen for me. Ugh. Do you Not think sure. a J- the Jason PJ team would all do improv? Oh, like I feel like oh, it'd be we great. We basically do improv. At, yeah. like the riffs that Tony go would, on. should be great. Tony, Tony is great. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Tony wants to do improv with me and go into a course mm. together. But my favorite, my favorite bit that she's ever done was in the podcast. 
I was talking to you about this the other day, Cam. What was she kept uh, asking was, the question? Um, oh, was, was he the manager? Boy's story, remember? But was he the, about the baker? Baker yeah, and she said, kept who was in. the manager? Who was the manager? And it was so obnoxious, but perfect. It's exactly what I love. She's yeah, really back down. Great like at she that was stuff. very confident with it. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. Do you know what's funny is that she gets nervous before really? she does that stuff, but then goes in and just rips it better oh, than anyone so else. Good. And she's always going to other people. You should do it. <laughs> I can't do it. You should do it. Like we had this big stunt set up to do with Roger Federer and Adam Scott and they ended up like they could obviously detect that we were about to do a stunt. They didn't come Mm -hmm. to us for our question even though it was pre-planned and they just were like, see you later. But she was so nervous before but every time she does something like that, she's so good at it. Mm -hmm. And, oh, I just feel like a loser when we're on the podcast together because she's so funny. You should probably have her here yeah, right now. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. She's so funny. I think, yeah, I would love to. Like, I just want to be part of your team. I asked Jace to start right, going mate, to the gym. Off. Well, like, we could all be. Why don't we all do something? Oh, that's my phone. Do something together. But I asked Jace. I wanted to start some sort of regular gym thing, like going to the yeah. gym together. Why not? Well, he said no. Veggie Boy and really? I go to the same dance okay. school. It's casual dance classes. Where is it? It's, um, the space just off of Ch- Chapel Street, next to Paran Markets. Mm-hmm. So it's a while away, but it's a it's a group thing. Yeah, I'm not, not, not really. It's not really cool. If I can control the group, if we can have the group organised. Oh, sorry, Cam, were you past your time? Yeah, no, no. no just, <laughs> what time is it? Just me? looking at his watch, like another obnoxious Apple Watch wearer. <laughs> is that an Apple call? Watch? It is a new Apple this Watch. Really? I'm still yeah. getting used to. Yeah, is that a different band? Still getting used to being obnoxious. Yeah. Who who's um who's writing to? That's my girlfriend. Hey, what does she want? She is asking me about a shortcut in Premiere Pro. Oh, really? She an editor? Yeah, she, she knows is. the way to a man's heart. <laughs> yeah, great. Bit of dirty talk for a Tell couple of Tell me your dirty little shortcuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shift A is a good one to turn into editing. I like it. Do it as a cut. Yeah. yeah. My preferred cut. What was the shortcut she was asking about? She was asking about how to – the shortcut to scale an image. So scale an image. So the effect controls. Oh, that's good. So that'd it will be, just go scale five. to frame? Yeah. No, no, no. It's just to bring up the, the controls. She's got it set up differently to me. Yeah. Okay. They're Paris. like a cool media couple. That is that cute. Is cool. How long have you been to, together? Uh, four years. Where oh, does she yeah. work? Uh, she's a freelancer. Oh, great. Cool. Yeah, she's graphic design and editing. Oh, great. We're, we're looking at getting some graphic design stuff done. Great. I'll get you guys but, in touch. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, you, you're in a new relationship? Yeah, I am. It's fresh. I've got yeah. a fresh boyfriend. Um, but he was my best friend for like five years. Oh, that's cute. Before actually it was five years since we met mm-hmm. was the day that we started dating. Oh, that's really – I, that's I asked my girlfriend mm. out three times. We were best friends. I asked her out three times. She said no every time. So did Ben. Yeah. Just named him. He'd hate that. He <laughs> won't listen. He doesn't listen to this stuff. But um, no, he like – yeah, he sort of – we approached it a few times mm-hmm. – like, oh, maybe we'll try and every time I freaked out besides this time. So yeah. it was like when we very first met in high school, we like tried to date a little bit. Nothing mm-hmm. worked out. A few years later, tried to date for a little bit. Again, I was like, you like me too much. Get mm-hmm. away from me. And I was also like, we're too young. Like we're best friends. No, no. And then um, actually last year he started talking to somebody else. I was we're logged into each other's Instagrams. Oh, jeez. Um, we have been since year 12. It was a bet. Like I bet that you'll change your password first. And so it's not like it's not recent. But last year we were logged in. He was getting all these messages from this other girl he was seeing. And I just woke up one morning and I thought, I'm jealous, but it's too late. He's going to get together with this girl. They'll be together forever. And anyway, they didn't end up working out. And I didn't say anything at the time. But then I went home for holidays, Christmas holidays last year. And I thought, I'm a woman on a mission. I'm going to get a smooch, see how it goes. And it went well. 
And so that was right. in Adelaide. Yeah. So long distance. Yeah, but it's just not even really long distance yeah, it's like, because yeah. it's it's an hour flight. flight and so we just do it every week and it's so cheap. So every week? Well, that's good. Oh, I'd say like two or three weekends out of a month. Uh-huh. We've seen each other the last three weeks and I'm going to see him this weekend. Yeah. You could drive halfway and meet each other four hours. It's like, only eight hours. It's though. 50 bucks a flight sometimes. Yeah. And also so really, you don't eat yeah. meat so you're like you're doing that good bit for the climate. Yeah, exactly. You surely so can use a bit of ge- <laughs> oh, yeah, I pay aviation. the extra $3, okay? Oh, you do. I'm not sure what it does but I do pay it. For, for the carbon, the carbon yeah, offset. Yeah, I wonder if you're the, a better human than I am. No, I think that's a good thing to do. I've never no, actually that's done what I mean. it, but better human than yeah. I am. I haven't, but I've never paid that. I'm going to start doing it. We should as a business. Okay, nah, it's, you should. it's on the company. If it's only three bucks, I yeah. guess for Adelaide, it's, it's no. It doesn't matter where you're going. It's about three dollars. Really, or three so to flat five, fa- yeah. free. Yeah, flat, flat free. Yeah, flat. Free. Yeah, it's not the distance you go. I think they just charge yeah. everyone the same. It would make sense it right for out. the distance. Like if you're going to Los Angeles, you should pay way more. Like there's a lot you more trees should. you have to plant. Yeah. Well, I haven't recently anyway. flown to LA. Okay. Well, you should Service is definitely looking into it. What's what's the cost? I don't know about this $3. I reckon it's more like 12 I've been paying no. three. It's, yeah, it was only two. I thought it was two. Just like an add-on. Like, yeah, like a dollar fifty or something it's like to at least go to Sydney or Adelaide, somewhere close. It's because they, they just want to add a little pa- bit did on. Did you not hear, Cam? Paris said it doesn't matter how far it is. I, I well, You disagree? When I yeah, used I to fly from Brisbane to Adelaide, that's four-hour flight. It was the same price as the one-hour flight. Maybe they do now. domestic. Oh, right. Yeah. Is this a hard one for you, Sebs? Yeah, I'm trying to find the actual cost. Don't I, yeah. I mean, I think it might be you different can buy for it with each your points. You can buy it with your point. I'm not using my points for that. No. Sorry. Um, Do you get into point hacks? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, we were talking about it the other day. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, yeah. I, I, I've flown uh, first class on an A380. Really? Um, to London. That was great. That was in Singapore Airlines. It was like legit, but I used all my wow. points for that. I haven't done anything cool since. You were sick. Yeah, it was great. Uh, and so we, we had to take two flights because go Melbourne to Singapore, Singapore to London. And Brie had um, food poisoning the like the night before, during the night, and then the first flight. Aww. But first class is the best place to have food poisoning because they're like giving you medication and checking. It was almost like you were fucking in Doctor, quarantine Doctor. or something. Jeez. Um, anyway, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thank, thank you. We should do me. this. I ho- thank you. I hope I wasn't too boring. No, that was so much fun. That's great. You did well. Thanks, Cam, for being the su- support uh, support worker. Anytime. Thanks for the cheeseburger. How do you no feel worries. about the cheeseburgers, actually? The yeah, was, final verdict yeah, out good. of ten. I feel less sick than I think I would eating the meat in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't have this that guy heavy? Had two, After had eating the meat one, I was like, the meat one didn't actually give me much. I think it was – I should have eaten the meat one first because the meat obviously has a lower amount of time that it's all good. So. Yeah. Sebs? Any word or are you still working it out? No, I have to enter all my, all my details. <laughs> really? He yeah, has to book I'm a flight checking, first. I'm checking out. We had uh, Dr. Nikki Goldstein on the show who's a sexologist. Yeah. He had to look up porn stuff and he he had it up within 10 seconds and now you're trying to find some aviation. I found one on facts. Jetstar. A return flight from Sydney to Melbourne can be offset for less than $2. Okay. Side note, I think my next job is going to be a sexologist. Really? That's what I tell everyone. Really? Yeah. That are, once are my, if my radio life doesn't work out, and yeah, I'm going to start studying just while I'm doing radio, just in case, because you know everyone's got a side hustle, like mm-hmm. side yeah, job, yeah. not side hustle. Don't say that word. Um, but yeah, like um, that's going to be my next thing if I don't have a long, lovely career in radio, which is yeah. never guaranteed. What do you think it is about sexology that you like? Um, I, I don't know. I guess I'm obviously passionate about 
sexual education and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But um, why is it's that actually, obvious? What's the, well, did you say that? I'm just, I don't know. I just feel like I seem like the type who would be, <laughs> who would care about that stuff. I don't know. So maybe it's not obvious, but. The first <laughs> podcast I ever listened to, I'm allowed to swear, hey. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a podcast called Guys We Fucked and yeah. it was a podcast where they spoke to different people about their first sexual experiences and mm-hmm. how they learned about sex and relationships and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I got really into it and I still am really into it, but I guess years and years of listening to that and having my mind opened up to the different experiences of people in the world has made me think it's something that matters. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's just a pipe dream. I like maybe that. maybe yeah. ten years. Yeah. I'll worry about that. No, that's great. Surely you could do some online yeah, courses well, while you. The course really is psychology, though. Yes. Then you get a master's in um, like human sexuality. Yeah. So it's like you know, it's an eight-year side project that you sort mm. of have to work away at, and that's I a fair definitely bit, right? don't have the time for it now. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting, man. Uh, <laughs> it's a daily day. talk show. Uh, hi at thedailytalkshow.com is the email address. If you enjoy the show, uh, feel free to screen grab it and like share it on social media and then we know and we can be like, oh, thanks, that means a lot. Uh, Otherwise, see you tomorrow, guys. See ya.